Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And this is your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Mm. Today, <laughs> today, we are going to learn about one of the largest makers of of storm drains and sewer covers in the world. If you look down while you're walking down a sidewalk, I guarantee you have seen one of these covers. Uh, this is uh, the Nina Foundry from Nina, Wisconsin. Uh, we have great Wisconsin music from Art Stevenson and Highwater. Uh, we are doing a Wisconsin beer review. We have another edition of How Many Locos You At, as well as an interview with East Troy Brewery from East Troy, Wisconsin. Awesome. Just, just outside up, of, I mean, Elkhorn. I mean, it's great. Straight up awesome. In the same, you know, in the same little town as uh, Alpine, technically. Right up the road Valley, from your sisters, so. actually. Right, right outside of uh, the 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 um, my sister's residence and everything. So that's awesome. Just a reminder, also, um, please subscribe, rate, review, comment, share, uh, like, just interact with posts, do all the stuff. Um, I, you know, we, we really do appreciate it. It really helps get us some, uh, exposure, uh, and, and it also helps out all of the, the different things that we have here uh, with the bands and the, the, um, different breweries and stuff too. So it helps get them out yeah, there. We us. love, we love all the feedback, honestly, like positive and negative. Like we're trying to make the show like really positive, you know, history. We make some mistakes. You yeah. know, it's going to happen. I was and just going to say, you know, it, you know, people we, coming back and telling us what we've made mistakes on. We know? don't we don't mean to pronounce something wrong or say the name of the album wrong or something like that. Or uh, so, I mean, if you have edits that you think that we should uh, just call out, you know, we, we can't go back and fix the episode, unfortunately, but we can at least call it out in the, you know, in, yeah, in another sure. episode. Um, without further ado, uh, here is our story about the Nina Foundry. Yeah, and if you've been listening, you've heard us talk about this place a lot. Yeah. They're really famous worldwide, actually. The story starts in 1872 when William Aylward, when he opened the Aylward Plow Works in Nina, Wisconsin. He began to work on his small company, which lasted a couple of decades. In 1904, the name switched over to Alward and Sons, later to Alward Ironworks, which eventually became the Nina Foundry in 1922. This Goliath manufacturer of manhole covers and gratings can actually be found in all 50 states, as well as 17 foreign countries. In 1909, Alward and Sons Foundry produced its first municipal casting on North Lake Street and Main Street in Nina, Wisconsin. The Alward and Sons name were on all of the original caps up until 1941. There was no secession plan in place for the foundry. The Nina Foundry, which has been operating since 1922 on Winnicani, and the two companies merged together, making this the main source of casting iron after the second generation of Alwards passed away. And during the Great Depression, the company was one of the few that strived in the time period. Due to all the WPA products, um, FDR, if you remember that in school where he 
he gave jobs over to help out and assist yeah. making phone poles, etc. You know, yeah, anything needed, yeah. Which is great for the company, especially for a, a Wisconsin company. It became a huge source for all the projects for the manholes and grading castings. And during World War II, the company actually changed direction with its castings and supplied war material, like castings of war material, which is well, that awesome. Was, I was just going to say, a lot of these manufacturers were forced to start making uh, you know, things that could be used during war production or uh, producing things that could be used during war. Um, I mean, it definitely is... Uh, uh, kind of all hands on deck at that time, you know. For sure, and I mean iron casting. How how awesome is that that we have that in our state where you can cast iron in Wisconsin? You know, I mean, in a lot of a lot of companies, we had a lot of these ironworks companies. Brilliant Ironworks is another one that we'll talk about. Right, we we did already talk about. So I mean, that that's just kind of a huge part of uh, Wisconsin's history as well. So I don't mean to get a little nerdy, and you guys, I'm going to go into the engineering part of the sewer caps just a little bit before we continue on the story, because I just want to give you guys how these things are made, how, what they look like, example, like when they come out of the actual casting themselves. Yeah. So if, if for those that don't know, the drag is the bottom half of the mold and the culp is the top half of a mold, which is a side we all see that faces the street. So the patterns you see on top of them, the really old ones used to actually be square shapes, which provided traction that passed over top of them. And this was referred to the checkerboard pattern or their original pattern. And was one of the first ones, and actually was help with like carriages and, and uh, horse traction when they went over top of them. Oh, okay. Pretty impressive that it was around this long, you know. Definitely. And, and they were later switched to diamonds, or also called the cross hatch cult version. Originally, they were produced as Chicago Standard, which is the circular pattern that were raised to help carriages pass over top of them. The B cult, referred to as the waffle cup, which is found like all through our state and has become the standard throughout the world and has remained unchanged actually since 1934. And you can still see these today. Yeah. You know, the checker pattern you see when you're yep. actually passing over a grate. Yep. In 1946, the foundry installed its first automated molding lines, which helped create these shapes. Originally, they were all done by hand, which to me as an engineer, it's it's just completely incredible that these guys hand did all these forges. That's insane. It, like all these castings were all done by hand. Like somebody right. did this pattern. That's, it's just incredible. That's nuts. I mean, today, obviously, they're using CAD, which, you know, you can provide more shapes and styles. And, you know, you're going to see you some of these. You can get really, really intricate with stuff now, yeah. Yeah, and actually, I, I really want to get a Wisconsin Drunken History one for, uh, for cool. our farm, you know, just to have it over. Because we have an underground well. Yeah. But we have a well cap on there, actually made by Nina yep. Foundry, and we'd love to replace that at some point. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So... In Nina today, the specific lid that they use is the uh, the tree logo called the council tree, which provided permagrip, which also helps us assist with traction of vehicles. It's pretty neat. And if you haven't been to Nina, Wisconsin, go and check it out. It's a really cool cap. If you're walking through the streets, you're going to see it. It's a massive oh, yeah. tree on the huge chunk of iron. Yeah. It's just incredible. And in the 1950s, the company boomed due to the end of the war and, it, and everything all in place. It also helped the company grow in this time period, which was the passing of the Federal Highway Act by President Eisenhower. So these these guys were providing all the sewer caps for all the highways throughout America, which and, is incredible. And the, so I, the highway systems, those were designed that every so many miles, it had to be a straightaway, right, for yeah. a certain yep. length of time in case uh, an emergency landing ever had to be uh, uh, uh done with an airplane or an aircraft right exactly it's it's okay. pretty impressive that they did something like this you know and, and that definitely president eisenhower did actually a lot for our highway system yeah 
Yeah, and I mean, he's kind of like the, the father of it all. Yeah. yeah. And, and they would continue to grow when they opened Plant 2 in 1960 and Plant 3 in 1967. Next to Plant 2, which made the largest automated facility for the construction of castings, which is still in operation today. Plant 2 is still going right now. It's That's probably one awesome. of the, Yeah, it's, it's incredible. That's so cool. In 1972, the company celebrated its 100-year anniversary and employed over 1,200 people, which is pretty incredible that 1,200 people work for this company, and these things are seen all over the world. The original plant, or Plant 1, shifted all of its production to Plant 2 and Plant 3 in 1993. In 1997, the Alward family sold off its interest in the Nina Foundry, which ended its 125 years of owning the company. In 1998, the company acquired Dieter Foundry in Lincoln, Nebraska. So they actually own another foundry company, which right. is pretty neat. Yeah, they saved another, you know, another one from. And I mean, how can you, you know, today's industry where everything's kind of shipped overseas, it's so cool that we actually have ironworks still left in Wisconsin. Oh, definitely. It's, it's phenomenal. Like if something were to ever happen, we have these foundries readily available to still produce castings, yep. which is just incredible to me. Today, they continue to produce manhole covers, grates, tree grates, trench grates, downspout adapters, cast iron decorative ballards, and uh, detectable warning plates, among other custom pieces, because they have CAD now, so they can make any logo you want. Basically anything you need. Which is I mean, just incredible do. to me. Yeah. So next time you're walking down the street, look for these Manco covers. Um, send us pictures if you find some really old ones. Like if you find like some old uh, round pattern ones yeah. or checker pattern ones, we'd love to see them. Especially Definitely. if you're overseas listeners, Belgium and uh, Germany listeners that we have and even our UK listeners. I was just going to say, I mean, if you're if you're outside of the United States as well, send us some pictures of the ones that you see out there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you're taking your dog for a walk, let us know if you find the squares, diamonds, circulars, recessed or raised ones. We, we want to see these, especially yeah. in other countries. It'd be just cool. I mean, you're going to see Nina, Wisconsin on your great. The Nina foundry is definitely there. We just got to look for it. So yeah, just another example of one of the amazing companies in our state. Um, I'm pretty proud that they're in our backyard, you know, and if you're going anywhere overseas, like I've been to a few countries and I've seen Nina in other countries, which is just incredible to yeah. me. It's like a piece of home all over the world. It's just incredible. Well, that's what's neat, too, is that, you know, there's uh, – and other states have really cool stuff, too, that, that's similar to this. Uh, one in particular is, like, Charlotte Pipe. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, basically, any any amount of PVC that you see in a home more than likely is, is inked with, you know, the Charlotte Pipe uh, uh, name. So, I mean, it's just – it's unique to see that all of these different uh, products uh, that are built, you know, and produced right here in the state of Wisconsin get shipped and used all over the entire globe. This right. is huge. And I mean, we got listeners in Belgium, Norway, Germany, Ireland, England. And hopefully guys, they understand what we're saying. Yeah. I hope you guys understand me because I would love to see what your caps look like if you have the Nina, Wisconsin name on it. Yeah. Cause I know for sure. I don't understand any other language. I am not that smart. Me neither. I got kicked out of Spanish class for talking like a robot. Your Espanol is local, bro. It's bad. It's bad. Beep boop. So that's going to conclude our main segment. But again, if you get a chance, send us some pictures. You know, let us know some feedback. And if you get a chance when you're walking your dog or you're just walking down the street, get a picture of some of these really cool caps. There's some old ones out there. Remember to look down. Especially if you're in Chicago. Check yeah. it out. All right. So today's music segment is especially great this is like the og man of the bluegrass right wisco midwestern this is great so we have art stevenson and high water uh russ 
take me through how this music hits you, bro. These guys are phenomenal bluegrass. They've been OGs, like Eric said. They've been in the state for a long time. I've heard them on WPR, uh, PBR, 60-minute music segment. PBR. For local. P- yep. PBS. Sorry, the, I'm drinking a PBR right now. Let's just let's be honest. But no, they're great. They're they've been around for a long time. Phenomenal bluegrass music. If you get a chance to see these guys, they're phenomenal. Their live yeah. show is incredible. If you get if you have PBS, um, go and check them out. They have the, the you can go back to old shows. Yeah, especially if you feel like a Roku, go and check these guys out. Yeah, they're phenomenal. They're incredible. They're all great musicianship. It's I was just, just gonna insane. say insane. The the musicianship only gets better. The longer you're doing this together, it becomes uh, it, it all sounds like it's coming from one human being because they're all collaborating in that way. They're extensions of each other. I mean, the the music is absolutely phenomenal. I can't say enough about this. I uh, I absolutely love Art Stevenson and Highwater. Uh, today, we actually are featuring the song California Cottonfields, California Cottonfields song. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so without further ado, here we go. My drift of memory goes back to the days of 43. I was just a child in mama's arms. Daddy plowed the ground and prayed that someday we would leave This run-down mortgage to Oklahoma farm Hey, then one night I heard my daddy saying to my mama That he had finally saved enough to go California was his dream of paradise where he had seen Pictures in the magazine that told him so California cotton fields Where labor camps are filled with Men with broken dreams California cotton fields As close to wealth as daddy ever came Well, everything we owned was either sold or left behind from my daddy's plow to the fruit that mama can. Some folks came to say farewell and see what all we had to sell. Some just came to shake my daddy's hand. Hey, hey, the Model A was loaded down in California bound. And the change it looked just four days away. But the only change that I remembered seeing or my daddy was when his dark hair turned silver gray. Men with broken dreams California cotton fields As close to wealth as daddy ever came Hey, hey, the Model A was loaded down in California just four days away But the only change that I remember seeing or my daddy was when his dark hair turned silver gray California cotton fields Where labor camps are filled with worry 
married men with broken dreams. California cotton fields, as close to wealth as daddy ever came. As close to wealth as daddy ever came. All right, again, that was Art Stevenson and High Water, and the song was California Holy Cotton Fields. That, good. that one rips hard. It'll burn you up. That one's good. It was a good one. So that takes us to our beverage review. So we've got a, a fine beverage right here. Give me the bird. All right. I'm choking again on <laughs> some beer. This one was a little carby up. Oh, shoot. Yeah, be careful when you open this one. But uh, this one is the uh, Yankee IPA from uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company, who is in Verona, Wisconsin. Um, they're really good crafting beer that used to be called Yankee Buzzard Pale Ale. It's one of my favorites. and used to be my go-to beer. I used to buy this one all the time. Phenomenal. If you get a chance to check out the can, it's awesome. There's like a straight-up eagle with glasses and a flannel. He's pretty much rocking as much freedom as you can. It says, stay weird on it. Ooh, that's good. It's tasty. It's one of my favorite go-to brewskis. Now, and this is considered brew number 002. Is that... Now, remember when we went there, Yeah. we saw that they had their little pilot batch... They called it Lincoln something or something yeah, like that. Something like a, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was really cool. We tried some custom, like, lo- just really small batches. And they're, batch, they're just single really batches uh, yeah. that they brew out of that little five five gallons. Yeah, and actually the brewer, yeah. Kirby, is awesome. He used to actually co- he comes from Capital Brewery. He's yeah. a really great brewer. And we've been there, obviously. Yeah, we've been there, the, too. The Mustard Museum right down the street from Yeah, we've from definitely there been well. to both of these. Um, yeah. But this is one of my go-to beers. It's one of my favorite pale ales, IPAs, if you yeah. will. It used to be Yankee Buzzard, which was their original one, the Yankee Buzzard uh, Pale Ale, which yeah. is one of my favorite beers. It's one of my go-tos. Yeah. If, if you're getting into the IPA game, I have to recommend this one to anyone. Well, this is damn good. I mean, And it's, again, it's just sort of... Um, uh, just full-bodied. It doesn't... It's not like tangy or citrusy or anything like that it's got your uh maybe the cascade like you said before yeah so this one actually it's it has that piney citrusy you're actually getting american grown uh cascade centennial and chinook hop and uh as the can says it actually uh packs a five feathered flavored punch uh, yeah which i'm definitely getting and it's really good um, I love this I, this IPA American Pale Ale, whatever you want to call it. It's it's more I think it's more of an American Pale Ale in in taste. It's good. It's coming in at six point six percent. So it's probably not one you're gonna want to like rock all day. That sounded like you just came up with that. Is that I is did. that legit? No, I did come up with that, but it's great. Um, so you're just saying it's six point six because that's what you feel. I that's what I feel. It's actually six point oh. <laughs> I just have a lot of beer in my system right now. Let's well, be honest honestly, here. Though, but I it's mean, so good. It's 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 phenomenal. Like it's the, it's always it's always plus or minus point six. Right. When, <laughs> that's that we're, so we're, we're throwing it out that someone's like an idiot. <laughs> six point or six point six. But it's somewhere in between. But no, please go and check out uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company. They have an awesome outdoor get up. Um they do like pumpkin chunkin. There's a there's a quick trip right uh, like right across the street too. That carries these things? No, you get them at just, quick. I'm just saying. You can get them at KT. At WBC, you can go to the KT right oh, across yeah. the street. You got to get a, you got to go to the KT if you're in Wisconsin. Uh, well, especially right afterward, man. You got to suck down some uh, crewers. But no, please check this one out. Greasers. Especially if, if you're just branching into the uh, craft beer world with the pale ales, IPAs, another good one to get started. I, I agree. Yeah, it's going it, to... So the, the thing is, is that it's also going to give you a little bit of that bitterness that 
you're not we I don't know what the bitterness units are on this. Uh do you know anything about the IBU on this or no? There's no IBU units on yeah. the can or anything. Um I'm guessing it's probably in your 60 IBU, your IPA range. Right, right. It kind of has that little bit of bitterness, but you're also getting that citrusy which doesn't 50, give you the dehydrated. You 57 know. to like 62 somewhere yeah, in that range. Yeah, probably something but around there. The, the thing is is that you're with with normal uh everyday like lager, you know, the your normal uh, uh lights and stuff like that. You don't really get any bitterness units at all. No, um, you're you're not getting that. So, more. the 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 thing is, is that this is sort of that introduction into like coffee from water. Like when you want to branch out from drinking water, as an adult, you suck down some coffee, and that's very bitter. It's got a very noticeably different taste, and that's really what this is to the beer world as well. You're no- normally drinking light beers, uh, your normal lagers. This is going to be that noticeable difference to that bitterness. Yeah, but please go and check this one out. It's on most of your shelves. Kirby's awesome. Wisconsin Brewing Company, we love these guys. We've we've been drinking this beer for a long time, but please go and check it out. You'll find it at most of your stores. Yeah, absolutely. So just go and pick this one up. Try it out. Let us know what you think. All right. So we have another edition of How Many Locals. So this one is... Uh, particularly uh egregious uh there's a lot going on here uh the the headline of this one in particular is wisconsin man notches 19th dwi while driving the wrong way on i-35 minnesota state patrol says russ why don't you take us through a little bit on this one yeah so the wisconsin man was charged for a 19th time uh, being stopped going the wrong way on I-35 in Carleton County, Minnesota. The Minnesota State Patrol arrested the man, 58, of New Richmond, Wisconsin, on August 28th after he was traveling northbound on a southbound lane on I-35 <laughs> in Carleton County, according to the Yikes. criminal complaint. Yeah, not good. Never good. Troopers pulled this man over, approached his vehicle, and noticed a quarter bottle of vodka next to him. Whoa. He had bloodshot eyes, watery eyes, Slurred speech, what? <laughs> let's 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 check. Let's, so we actually, you know, the good thing about this one, we actually get a preliminary uh, blood concentration. We definitely have a blood alcohol concentration of point two three eight, nearly three times the legal limit, which is just out of control. I mean, that explains a lot. <laughs> I mean, and it's the nineteenth DUI. It's and this guy is another one that's not a local drinker. Let's just be honest here. He is he's having some problems with drinking. He's, he's drinking vodka. He's shit. hard liquor. But we got to. They, they said, what, a quarter bottle of vodka in the car? What happened yes. to the other three quarters? I, oh, that's in I'm his imagining that's, in that's his definitely part of that point so two, three, eight. Let's t- let's take let's break this down. He's had 10 DWIs in Minnesota and also has eight in Wisconsin. And this is his 19th. So he, this is an- another one in Minnesota. So he's 11 in Minnesota, actually. Wow. And he has eight in Wisconsin. Um, He's he's facing uh, two felony counts of DWI, and which each carry a maximum sentence of seven years in prison and a seven thousand dollar fine. Which odds are he'll face those uh, concurrently, so it'll be oh, seven years. Yes, total. He's he's in some trouble though. Let's yeah. be honest here. This is huge. Oh, for this is prison. This is prison time for sure. Prison. So this guy is fifty eight. He has nineteen DWIs, half bottle of vodka gone. We got to convert this to local. That's going to be the hard part here. Oh. Um, this actually wow. might be what have we? What is 16 our highest? to 20 local. 
What's our highest that we've We've done? had a, some big ones, but I think this might be a 16 to 20 in my opinion. As a single I think uh, 5 to maybe 5 cans. 5 cans seems right. A 20 loco, I'd you say think? a 20 loco. I'm I'm guessing a 20 loco on this one and please don't pass this guy up. 19 DWIs. Oh. Don't go for the record, please. We we, we don't want you guys to pass this record. This is insanity. Just just remember that there are services to get you home safely after uh you know a a fun night out at the bar or even if you're having a rough time uh with with stress and and uh, anxiety and and depression or something i mean there's other ways to get around you don't need to get behind the wheel of a vehicle no. when you're uh when you've had a you know a quarter or a three quarter bottles of vodka you know and can we can we just say a little apology to our neighbors to the uh, west there um, we don't mean to send this guy your way. Yeah, he. This um, is insane. Yeah, he he doesn't reflect. Uh, I guess the the other you know I don't know <laughs> the other residents of uh, Wisconsin, but uh, I wish I could say that because of uh, obviously we do have such a problem <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah. But you know, uh, it's it's just it's such a growing issue, uh, and it just seems to keep going. I believe that that something has to change uh, with the punishments on this. So don't do what this guy did. But we're going 20 <laughs> loco on this. Should we sound the gavel? Yeah. 20 All right. locos. All right. Today we're here with John and Ashley Turner from uh, East Troy Brewing Company. How are you doing? We're doing very well. How are you? Not too bad. So we just kind of wanted to get a little history uh, about the uh, East Troy Brewery, how you guys got started. Okay. Um, so East Shore Brewery is, uh, will be two years old uh, the day after Christmas of this year. Um, it was, uh, the business was originally started by a group of investors with uh, two principal investors uh, named Ann and Ted uh, Zess. Um, they uh, found and remodeled um, a building that had been a bank um, in some form or fashion since 1892 in the historic square of East Troy. Um, the renovation took about six months, six to nine months, I believe. Um, and we, uh, we've been producing beer and um, from scratch food since then. Awesome. And, yeah, we, we were going to ask, too, um, wh- what do you recommend for a, a food special at the uh, East Troy Brewery right now? Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand that off to our executive chef. <laughs> All right, let's we're having it. a lot of fun. I mean, one of the things, uh, you know, we, we care a lot about both the quality of our, our beer and our food being, um, you know, as fresh and from scratch, local where we can. Uh, so we do a lot of fun things. We're doing uh, family-style meal packages because, you know, this year's been a wild one. So uh, <laughs> a lot of carry-out is happening. We're doing holiday meals. We're, um, we have a lot of fun eclectic pizzas and tacos. And I have a big old smoker out back that we do a lot of, of barbecue or smoked meat-style items with. Awesome. Love it. Love barbecue. That's yes, awesome. Sir. And so we're going to ask, too, um, is there any new brews coming out that we need to check out, like, ASAP? Um, well, we actually we actually are um, – we had partnered with uh, – did a collaboration with Gravy's Bakery out of West Dallas nice. um, to do an Imperial, um, an Imperial Donut Stout, um, which we uh, did a sneak peek, actually, and uh, did a uh, beer dinner, beer pairing dinner, so it was four courses, four beers. Um, we did a sneak peek of that uh, donut beer at that dinner, and we should have it available uh, right before the holidays for for release. Perfect. Awesome. You better believe I'll love, snag some of that. I love Greebies. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Yeah, it's fantastic. It's got a lot of those kind of big, multi-crawler style notes and flavor profiles. It's it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Love, yeah, love I, it. I can't wait. And then we were going to ask, too, I, um, how are you guys doing with COVID? Are you guys open for events or anything? And um, can we come and pick beer up whenever we need to? We do sell beer to go. Um, we do. Um, we have um, what's called a, a crawler can. It's 32 ounces. We actually um, seal the can right in front of you, right at the bar. Um, and those are available for carry out. The beer in there should be good for about two to three weeks, actually. Um, so it's, it's kind of a fun little thing because you can try or sample any of the beers that we have on tap and then just take it home with you. Um, and then uh, as far as COVID is concerned, we have a uh, – we were the one blessing we had this summer was, uh, was beautiful weather. And we do have an extensive outdoor patio. Um, so we did a lot of live music. We did a lot of fun different uh, food specials. Um, All while being able to, because, because of our square footage, to stay socially distanced and, uh, you know, take care of things. So we have been able to actually do events, um, both private and public ones. And, again, just by virtue of uh, the kind of forward thinking, not not knowing about COVID, but the, the layout of the building really allows for people to kind of have some good space. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, staying that socially distanced, but still, you know, trying to, to make it accommodating is awesome. Right, right. We're, we've worked hard to try to strike that balance to where we can, can take care of people safely and keep our team safe. And we've, we've you know, knock on wood here, we've uh, we've had a pretty good run. Awesome. And John and Ashley, before we let you go, we always ask our guests how Wisconsin you are. They're like eight to 10 random questions to find out uh, if you've ever done these Wisconsin things. Oh, Lord. Well, I'm a Texan, so my husband's going to have to take the lead. <laughs> oh, we'll see. You might have done some of them, though. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Have either of you eaten a squeaky cheese curd? Oh, yeah. We have some actually some of the best cheese curds in the area here in the restaurant. Ooh. I'm going to have to try those. That was actually a fun thing, explaining to my Texas wife <laughs> how to tell if the cheese curd is fresh. Yeah, right. If they, if they what? If they, <laughs> they actually squeak on your teeth. People yeah. don't realize that. I know, it's, it's cute. <laughs> when you, like when you go out to Texas or Oklahoma and you get those gas station ones that aren't as fresh and they're like the gas station style, Yeah, they're nowhere near oh. as good as the fresh squeakers. The squishy instead of squeezy. <laughs> across the country i'm fully converted you know there, awesome. there's no way you can meet a, eat a cheese curd in texas but, all right yeah. next next question what do you guys consider to be up north wisconsin Ooh. nope all of you buddy <laughs> <laughs> anything north of wausau perfect that's okay, my that's, answer that's too the answer yeah highway eight is the the place i think it's definitive yeah <laughs> Have either of you milked a cow? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. It's great having two people from different yeah. areas of the United States. Yeah. Out. So have either of you tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game? We can both say yes to that. Yeah. All three. Trifecta is <laughs> the trifecta. That's the, the – I mean, that's that's the, that's what you know We tried Wisconsin. bringing Wisconsin – tailgating to texas and it didn't it didn't take off at it's all. funny <laughs> it's funny how it doesn't exist anywhere else <laughs> really doesn't what, what do you yeah, what do you grill at a, a texas tailgate party i'm just kind of wondering uh most uh, well you know what brats are not the thing that they are here yeah like so everybody would be probably doing 
brisket and barbecue and burgers and that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to tell you, that's different, but it sounds just as good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next question. Have either of you been to Summerfest, and do you have a memorable band you guys saw there? So I actually went to Summerfest, came from Texas to visit John in Milwaukee, and we went to Summerfest the first time I ever came out this way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's such a big grab bag of, of folks. Yeah. So... Yes, I, I mean, I've, being from here, yes. And then um, I would say the most memorable concert it was, oh my gosh, it was a long time ago, but it was in the middle of a huge thunderstorm, and it, we saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Foo Fighters, and everybody got soaked, and it was a blast. It was one of the, one of the few times I actually saw a real encore, where like they were, they were taking the equipment down, and no one would shut up. And they came and they plugged everything back in and did another set. So that that's, was pretty cool. That's awesome. Dude, those are both great, great bands, too. Yeah, that was fun. So here's a Wisconsin one for you. Have either of you hit a deer? <laughs> okay, my husband has hit a deer, but not in Wisconsin. And he uh, memorably called saying, hey, hon, I've got to, it's going to take a minute. I've got baby damage. <laughs> that was <laughs> The Disney damage. Yeah. Oof. Bambi's down. Bambi's <laughs> down. So have either of you been to a supper club, and do either of you have a memorable one? So supper clubs are a new phenomenon for me, because, of course, we, we don't really have them the same way. So that's a... I don't know. If, have I gone to a supper club? <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> no. No, John says I haven't seen no. the... the okay. Of the club. You you have to hit um, it. And being a Texan, you gotta hit it. You gotta try it once in your yeah. life. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's your brand new old fashioned sweet with your uh, your clam fish sauce. fish clam chowder, fish fry, applesauce, marble rye. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right, so I got the next question I have. Do you guys do either of you like beer brats and do you have a beer you recommend from uh, East Troy Brewery to try out? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're on board with the beer brats for sure. How could you not be, man? They're right. So, they're, they're great. Uh, I use a lot of our, our amber for um, a lot of recipes here in the, the building. One of the things we do is like all of our all of our poultry, all of our chicken items are brined, and they're beer brined. Um, so our amber uh, goes into quite a few of those things, and that's probably what I'd use for brats as well. Yeah, we've heard a lot about ambers being very, very good uh, to to sort of just kind of get that beer flavor into the meat. Yeah, the Kolsch yeah, and there's a nice to them, so it doesn't overpower. Yeah, yeah. the, the Kolsch's and ambers are like perfect for a beer yeah. broth, so we're definitely gonna have to try that. Next question: have, have either of you had a true muddled old fashioned? Yes, although they're they're not my jam because I'm a I'm like a purist old fashioned kind of gal, and so I was. Uh, it was amazing to me that you guys do all the the muddling of the fruit. But but yeah, they're they're definitely you can't avoid them. They're everywhere, man. Yeah. So being from Texas, are you more familiar with the whiskey old fashioned? Yeah, like a, a rye, good rye whiskey, sugar cube, a little bit of a you know bitters, and you're off to the races. That's all you need. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so we got one more question before we let you go today. Um, other than East Troy Brewery, is there a brewery? It can be anywhere in the United States that you recommend our, our listeners go and check out. So I think we have a we're we're big we love it we love craft beer and have been beer nerds for for kind of a while. Um, so there's a lot of cool things. I'm a big fan of Avery uh, Brewery out in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, good one. Oh, a big fan of Old Nation there in Michigan. Um, well, what do you got, John? There's all kinds of, I mean, there, there's the great news is here in the Midwest, there is a lot of good beer. Uh, we're also, you know, there's a lot of local guys doing great work. We're fans of Explorium and Good City and uh, Young Blood Brewing is yeah, somebody we've been you. hanging around and they've been doing good work. It's, there's so a lot of cool guys out this way. Actually, we've been talking to the folks over at Explorium and the folks over at uh, Young Blood about doing some collaboration beer, uh, beers with them. And then also uh, doing some uh, collaboration beer pairing dinners with them. Um, so those and those are well, Explorium's been around a while, but Young Blood is something they're, they've been around since May. They opened in the middle of COVID. We just awesome. we just had and, them. On, uh, yeah, we just had those guys on the show. They're all really good guys. Yeah. Very cool. cool. So yeah, I mean, there's that, that's the really fun thing about about this industry and about especially craft beer is that it does encourage a lot of creativity. And, you know, we're always excited to see what other people are coming up with. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool that you mentioned Avery because we were out in Fort Collins, Colorado. We got to try some of the cream of the crop. Besides Wisconsin, I think they have to be the followers in great beer. Yeah, definitely. Colorado and and Wisconsin, I think, are doing it uh, about as best as you can. I mean, it's, it's such good product. It is. It is. And, I mean, you know, they've got good water, and that goes a long way. But they, like, there's just a lot of good good principled but creative brews coming out of Colorado. So, yeah. Awesome. John and Ashley, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. We can't wait till COVID's over. We're going to probably stop in and grab a couple crawlers soon. Oh, so for you, sure. You better believe you're going to see our faces in there. Yeah. All right. We love it. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I wish you guys were around probably about 10 years ago when I lived over on Bowers Road there <laughs> yeah. when I was 21 <laughs> because I would have loved to have some good craft brew. Yep. No doubt. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. You guys have a great rest of your evening. You do the same. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. right, Bye. All right. That concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening, and remember as always, watch watch out for deer deer on your way home. home.